the newest member of the UCLA Brewers. I will be committing to the University of Southern California. I'll be the University of Nebraska. I will be attending the University of Alabama. Go Blue, baby, I'm going to miss you. Well, you know, the, the signing day, actually, the first Wednesday in February is National Signing Day for high school football players. So there's tickets, there's jerseys, there's tailgate. There's a lot of money. College kids are a trillion-dollar industry. Youth culture that's driving this beast. Television ratings. It's a billion-dollar business, but the folks that play don't get paid. That's crazy. The players are beginning to realize that this system is amateur only for them, that is not in law. It's basically a Wizard of Oz system fleecing them. And so there are lawsuits and all kinds of other things that are going to tear the NCAA apart sooner or later. I argue that it should, it should have a gentle fall and, and try to regulate itself, because if it tries to hang on to all this money, it's just going to go up in flames. That's not capitalism. And yes, I know there are students and all that stuff. Look, I know how universities work. If they can do whatever the hell they want to do. I've seen it on different levels. So let's really have a real conversation about this. And don't tell me, oh, well, what about the swimming team? The swimming team don't generate revenue. Polo does not generate revenue. The ex-players led by Ed O'Bannon, who was player of the year in 1995 on NCAA, uh, UCLA's right. championship team, they're suing uh, antitrust. It's the first time the players have done this. They regulate the commercial side of the sports and promote it right down to the tiniest detail while forbidding the athletes from selling their jersey. Billions of dollars <laughs> they are earning this money based upon essentially free labor. My knees are busted, my back hurts, I'm 50 credits short. So the thing is, if you snitch on the hustle, you never get back in. So if these players decide one day to go back to school and call out these programs, and they'll jeopardize what leverage they have. That's why they stay silent. You are now listening to The Dave and Beak Show. It's the podcast for your punk ass. ESPN, the Big East in the 70s basketball blew ESPN up. If I'm a UCLA water polo guy, the most I can reach for is the Olympics. Those are not revenue-producing sports, male or female. Let's keep it right, because I know someone's going to say it. When you watch the Big Ten Network, go look how many people are the fans of the University of Michigan soccer game. Nobody cares. You know what I'm talking about. When you watch the Pac-12 Network on a Monday night, and you're watching soccer, swimming, those arenas are empty, and you're probably getting free as a student. Those networks were created because of men's college basketball and football. If you think anything else, you're delusional. You don't know what's going on. I'm telling you. College football tonight has a new scandal. Once again, it involves Southern Methodist University. Shady recruiting practices. Recruiting violations. Illegal One SMU player said yes. he was given money to play. The culture of this city was that, well, if we're going to cheat, we're going to show you how to cheat. So it's college men's basketball and football. Now you might ask, what about UConn women basketball, University of Texas baseball, LSU baseball? They may not lose money, they might break even, they do bring attention to university, and that's really what it's all about, folks. Folks go to Ohio State to be a Buckeye to sit in a horseshoe on Saturday. I know, because I was there as a master's student. That's when it hit me. You don't go to college to take my classes. 
you want to sit in the stadium and tell your friends the weekend you got drunk in Ohio State, Michigan. That's what it's all about. The revenues from the tuition that brings these students to these stadiums to buy these t-shirts and pay these coaches. And these players get what? An athletic scholarship? Can't have a job? And they work all of the time. I know a player in a particular school, he said, Dave, we had two weeks off a year, finals weeks, and that's it. During the summer, you don't hold a job. Your job is staying in shape. During the break, you go home, you better stay in shape because when you get back, if you're not in shape, they're going to make you in shape. But you got to work for it. Spring football. It's not just that game, yo, see you at the game in March. You're practicing up to the game. And now you have these first-year players who come to school in January to start practicing for the summer in the spring. This is what I'm talking about. On the backs of what? Basketball and football players. I don't care what anybody says. Now, there's some economists who say, well, you know, you can't pay them because the labor market hasn't been developed. You know, we yeah. can't figure so it out. So what do you think? You think that's a valid point? I don't agree with that. We can do better. Well, it seems like these coaches are doing better. They're making a ton of money. Nick Saban, $8 million. Jim Harbaugh, he's the highest paid state employee in Michigan. I don't even know where he went under. We got a BA in Michigan and what? Football. In Flint, they have dirty water. What are you talking about? Why do we value these guys so much? They coach a sport. Why can they get paid when well, we bring in revenue to the school? We know that, but who's? you're not catching the ball, Nick Saban. You're not running the 40s. I can tackle you. But you got to work for it. Jim Harbaugh, nah, he might be uh, a little more complicated. He seems like he's in shape with those old khakis. You know what I mean? Get some straight jeans or something. Get out of here. But the reality is it's on those two sports, which allows these other sports to be on TV. All these other sports, Big Ten Network, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, all on the backs of football, initially basketball, and then football took over. That's why Miami left from what, the Big East to ACC? Football. That's why you have these big five conferences. Football, 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 football. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. But what are some of the ways they could go about it? What are some of the changes they could implement? Lifetime admission to the university. But for free, right? Free. When I walk up to that tuition booth, oh, that's Dave Kenton. He was a starting linebacker in 2017. I'm 99 years old, still in the finish. It's free. I don't pay for books. I don't pay fees. I walk in the gym. It's free. Tutoring's free forever. Next, some sort of escrow account that whether you graduate, when you leave, you get a check for 20000 Whatever the number is, you can start a business, put your kids through or something. You leave with something tangible. Because, again, a lot of these guys don't graduate. Well, they should study. Study? You're working 80 hours a week. What are you talking about? What gets me so frustrated, this question, is that these talk shows never played Division I sports. And don't tell me you played. I heard this one guy said, I played high school and took AP courses. That's not college. What are you talking about? Are you serious? Really? These guys got to get up 5 a.m. Workout. Classes 8 to 2. You can't take a class after 2 o'clock. You can't, period. No, 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 no. You can't major in certain things. Your major is football, football, and then football. They also make the players live together, create a culture, not team unity. They want to keep the players away from the Colin Kaepernick's of the world. 
Hey, yo, bro, Corner West is coming to talk about racism. Nah, I'm too busy. I got to study. I got football. So you don't become a quote-unquote disruption. This is higher learning. You're supposed to ask questions, but we don't want to ask questions because we see football like war. The coach is the general. If I tell you run on the wall, you say how fast. It's 2017. Slavery's over. This is why we got to start paying these folks. End of the day, they got to come out with something. Yeah, I know they get a degree, but what type of job you get after? And these coaches making all of this money. I say the coach's salary should be no higher than a college president. Presidents make about a million dollars. I feel more comfortable if they made as much as an administrator, to be honest with you. I might back down for some of my requests, but as long as they continue to make six million, eight million in states where there are budget crises. There's bad water in Flint. Go blue! Harbaugh's making nine million, kick down two million to get clean water. Alabama, are you serious? Roll tide. High obesity rates, poor urban rural education, bad health care, and your number one public employee is a football coach? Nick Saban? What has he contributed to society besides my entertainment? I don't mind you asking a question, but I don't need to answer it. We gotta look at ourselves. And I love sports like everybody else, but it comes to a point as I mature and get older, I gotta draw a line somewhere. My ethical meter goes off, so this doesn't make sense. We all know it doesn't. So let's stop being hoodwinked and bamboozled, as brother Malcolm said. Oh, they get an education. Most of those guys major in football, there's nothing. And then if you don't graduate, you can't coach in college, you don't have a degree. So there's all this other thing. Yeah, and just about everybody there, everybody on the field, everybody on the first string, everybody thinks they're going pro. I'm supposed to go pro, right? It's guaranteed. But you're a senior on the bench. I'm still gonna make it. I'll sign on to a practice squad. I'll play in Canada. You want me to study? Are you serious? No way! I got a family to feed. This goes through the mind of all teenagers. Now some make it, figure it out. I'm gonna study, get my degree, and cash that in, in terms of a job and in sports or some way, but many do not. Yep. That's what I'm talking about here. Those that don't, it's simplistic not simplistically saying, oh, they should do this. It's easy to say that on the other side. When you're at Michigan, at Ohio State, and you're a top recruit, you watch these movies, they're probably showing half the world these guys live in after they get off that football field. So what I'm telling the NC2A, that's another racket in itself, all constructed and created in 1906. It's just a big joke. It's a hustle. It's amateur athletes. What are they talking about? Those swimmers that won in the Olympics are still enrolled at Stanford. Do they collect that check from that gold medal? No one's saying anything. What's happening? Why can they get paid? And I'm out here running 40s in the damn Georgia heat. I can't get a job. Legendary football coach, Notre Dame, Minnesota, Arkansas, and of course, South Carolina, Lou Holtz. Coach, I think they should be paid. You think why? I think they definitely should not be paid for a variety of different reasons. Number one, they get an education. They get an education on how to live as well as an education on how to make a living. They get an unbelievable experience. They get to travel. They have lifetime memory. And where does the money go, Brian? 
Number one, it pays for all sports. When you look at what happens to women's soccer, what happens to women's basketball, what happens to the uh, Olympic sport, in addition to that, who builds the facilities? Who provides the various facilities for right. them to improve? And, and the academic achievement, the academic counseling they get. In addition to that, when you look at all the video equipment to enable them to develop their talent. You want a job? Drop out of school, go to work for Walmart. Oh, You're not no. supposed to have an awful lot of money. You're not supposed to get rich in college. When I was in college, they'd say you need a haircut. Look in the mirror. I say, right. I don't. I look at my wallet. My wallet told me whether I need a haircut or not. Coach. And we look at, is Kentucky going to pay the athlete the same amount? Is say Seton yes. Hall, Kentucky seats 20,000, Seton Hall seats 40,000. Where does it go? Where's it in? And who are you going to take it away for, from? For you're coach. like you work with the government. He, the Give coach. everything away and I'm you a can't pay I'm for I'm a soccer player in a non-revenue sport. I get it. But these are unique talents whose who's, uh, professional career at big-time athletics hey. ends when they graduate. They are worth more to their hey, university Brian. than I, just uh, the average player. Oh, Hey, no. Brian. One out of a thousand are going to go on and play professional football. Exactly. It's about the talent experience. And let me say this also. If you're a professional football player, your career is going to last basically four years. That means at age 27, your football's over, but your life's but only one third over. Where are you going to go from there? You this is not about dollars. paying them. It's not about, it's not about professional football. And where are you going to take the money and you're going to pay everybody exactly the same? But the coaches get one what point. You get unemployment insurance. You coach. get disability insurance. That's all part of the game of having an injury. That happens. It happens at professional Coach, football. Everything the average You're not there to do up. anything except get an education. That's one of the problems with college right. athletes today. People are there because they want to go into the pros. You're there to get an education. Oh, no. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. But hold on, Dave. Let's see if we can get to know Coach Lou Holtz just a little better before we move on. On Tuesday at the Republican National Convention, legendary college football coach and sports analyst Lou Holtz unleashed a series of inflammatory comments about immigrants. According to the Daily Beast, Holtz, while speaking at a luncheon hosted by the Republican National Coalition for Life, condemned the number of immigrants coming to the United States as an invasion. In his remarks, Holtz added, I don't want to speak your language. I don't want to celebrate your holidays. I sure as hell don't want to cheer for your soccer team. Oh, the 79-year-old no. former Notre Dame coach also made headlines on the first day of the convention on Monday when he was seen walking around with Crown Royal Whiskey. Now, one day he doesn't want the kids to get paid, Dave. He needs money to go buy more booze. You are currently listening to the podcast for your punk ass. Because I'm a karate man. Now, we've been talking about football mostly, but give me some March Madness, Dave. Ooh, I got some stats. March revenue, I think it's like, uh, oh, man, March uh, March Madness was, was it $10 billion or something? A billion dollars? I got to check that for you, but just March Madness alone. And that leads me to another issue, the March Madness in finances, right? The 64, we all know every year who are the top 10 programs, Duke, Stand, you know what they are, men's basketball, Kentucky. But we love the Cinderella in American society. We love when Butler went to two finals. 
We love when Villanova beat Georgetown. We love Cinderella stories. Every year there's one team that's not supposed to make the Final 16, they make it. But deep in our heart, we know they're not gonna win. But we also know if we had a tournament of 32 teams, the top half and the bottom half, you are not watching Wichita State versus Gonzaga. I'm not watching that. I'm not gonna watch it. Advertisers not gonna pay for it. But we're paying for a story. And the story is Cinderella. The dream, that's what America's all about. But we all know the SWAC team is never, ever, ever, ever winning the March Madness. We know that, in fact, I'll say St. John's, I'll throw out Temple, will never, ever, ever win the Final Four unless we reconstruct it where you have more equity and balance, but I'm not watching Temple versus Morgan State on Wednesday afternoon. But St. John's? I'm not gonna watch it. If I sell deodorant, I'm not gonna pay ad dollars for that. I'm paying for Louisville versus Kentucky. Add revenue, folks. Y'all got to understand how this thing works. Uh, yeah, so we have Temple versus Morgan State, and I'm, I can't sell tube socks <laughs> on that game. <laughs> so, yes, it's entertaining. It's great. It's a free trip. Uh, Morgan State gets a few dollars. The SWAC team gets a few dollars. But deep in your heart, I don't care what these coaches say. You know you're not winning. It's a stat game. We know we're not. But we also know if you have a tournament where you had the bottom 32, almost like a fake NIT, you're not paying attention. So this is where the money in sports and this amateurism and all this other nonsense is not real. So from an economic standpoint, is the NCAA rooting for the underdog? Are they rooting for the Cinderella, the small school? Do they want a 16 to be the one? They love it. That's why we tune into it. We can't wait for 16 to be one. I mean, one day it's going to happen. It's just statistics. This hasn't happened yet. If you don't have Cinderella, you have reality. That's boring. Duke, the top 16, the top 32, the bomb 32. That's boring, right? We love, when I was a kid, Horatio Alger stories, the come-up stories, Jay-Z, all the rappers. That's why we hate Curry again, because he grew up in prison. We hate that. Americans, we're crazy, right? So on the one hand, you want to make, when you make it, then you hate the kid that makes from person who made it. You see what I mean? So we don't want to deal with reality. And this goes to society. Why do you think people from higher incomes make it? They have higher incomes. Why do you think Duke wins every year? They get the best players. Louisville, Kentucky, the best players. So we go to March Madness to escape, to escape our own reality of what? If I'm born in a particular race or class group, it's getting more difficult for me to move up. When I go to movies, when I watch, I can escape and dream and watch the 16 seed beat whatever. But in my real life, I know the economic reality. I'm not gonna be a major stockbroker. I'm not owning a yacht. I'm not becoming a millionaire. It's not happening, even though my fourth grade teacher told me it could happen to everyone. They were lying. Here comes the money. Here we go, money talks. Here comes the money. So Dave, Will college athletes ever be paid? No. I would just see right now, I think NC2A hiding behind this amateur stuff will just increase stipends. I think that's about it. I mean, as we talk about it more, I see a higher stipend, maybe $1,500 a month, because you know they do get money when they travel. When I was at Ohio State, when you go to Rose Bowl week, this dude got like $1,500 for the week. 
for like you know food and all this other stuff so they get per diem some kids might keep it but still pennies to the dollars urban mines make what eight million dollars you get like a thousand dollars a week some of these kids might have to send that money home you know they do because they be right so and that's a lot of that goes on so you have a lot of you know, money being sent to people. There's a lot of underhanding dealings. We can eliminate all of that if you put it on the table. You see what I mean? We can eliminate that stuff. So boost the man don't have to get run through some guy to a third guy to do his other stuff. You see what I mean? And then when he gets caught, they blame him for messing up the program like SMU. Remember that? You see what I mean? We eliminate all that, you know, brown bags, leaving stuff in the dorm and all this other stuff when it's straight up on the table. You see what I mean? All that's gone, compliance. You have divisions called compliance, where your job is to ensure that. That's a whole department. We can shift those other jobs instead of doing this stuff. So it becomes like an industry when we can avoid that and do this other thing. And, I, and again, if we can't do that, I say cut them salaries down and damn coaches. They shouldn't be paid more than college presidents, to be honest with you. If you don't like it, get out. I can get someone to coach Alabama tomorrow, 250000 you see what I mean? You know what I'm telling? It's all talent. I know Nick this. Talent wins. You know what I'm talking about. Urban Meyer this, Urban Meyer that. Talent wins. I can get some coach from Cincinnati Muller High School who will come in for 250 His assistant coach will come in for 150 and be happy as you know what on you know what and do the same job for way less money. You see what I'm saying? So I think that should be another record. These coaches are getting paid too much. It's just way too much. I don't mind you asking a question, but... The ball is... Dribble quick or get ripped. Coach K is getting paid and them kids don't get shit. Because NCAA means no cash at all. If anybody's shooting or passing the ball. Because 16 is sweet, 8 is elite. It's more than the final four and your bracket's complete. Got the same education in the game of the streets. It all started at the rucker where you learn to compete. Cause nobody really knows just how hard you worked. When the game's finally over and your heart's starting to hurt. When your star started shining, the light was mad bright. Never seen a shooting star and you ain't starting tonight. But for one shining moment, for all the screaming up in the bleachers. For one shining moment, for the screeching sound from all the sneakers. For one shining moment, for all the students and all the teachers. For one shining moment, for the Cinderella's and all the sleepers. But that's what makes our show different. I'm not telling you not to watch sports. I'm just telling you think about it differently. I'm not saying don't entertain yourself, but don't get so wrapped up you get lost in the hype. Remember what my man Flavor Flav said, don't believe the hype. So all I'm saying as we approach March Madness, we approach football this year, don't get hoodwinked by the to get an education. Do they? Look at their class schedule. Can I blame them? No. Do I understand how it is? I had a friend, rest in peace, taught at LSU. You got these 6'4", 300-pound guys with no books sitting in the classroom sleep. They're tired from practice. He emails the coaches about their books. They get back. It is what it is because all of them think they're going to the pros. And why wouldn't you? LSU is a top program. It's science, right? LSU, they recruit you in high school, you watch TV, science says I have a better chance going to the pros. The coach is not going to say, well, statistically, son, you still have a long way from making it, so I really think you need to study. What? They're not going to say that? So if you say I need to study, can I miss morning workout? Hell no, nah, get your big ass in here. Yeah, but Dave, what happens to the guy that plays football or basketball for four years 
and now his eligibility is up, and he didn't get drafted. He's not going pro. He's like a second-semester sophomore, and he's not even close to graduating. What happens to a guy like that? That's a great question. Some of them end up back in mom's basement. They're back home where it's comfortable. There's still a star, like Friday Night's Lights. You know, some mature maybe go back, get a degree or something, or they become like a mentor to young people. They become that, who's that guy, 2003, uh, Bruce, the basketball player that came was just as good as LeBron and um, yeah, Carmelo um, Anthony. Lenny Cook is his name. Yeah, they become that guy. Don't be like me guy. You know, somebody might give them a little job on the side. Don't be like me guy. They share this story, but you definitely see their frustration as, I was playing with the guy. He has a mansion. I'm back in mom's basement. Or I'm here in an apartment complex driving to El Dorado, whatever, you know. But you just hope that, you know, they get mentored and really, you know, figure this thing out and become a voice. A, a, a voice. <laughs> like the ultimate don't be like me guy. Yeah, they become that guy. Don't be like me guy. Well, that's our show for today, folks. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Dave and Beaks. We'll bring you another episode as soon as it's humanly possible. Because without you, there would only the dark be us. brown shades of my skin Only add color to my tears Oh, oh That splash against my hollow bones That rocks my soul Looking back over my false dreams that I once knew Wondering why my dreams never came true Is it because I'm black? Uh Somebody tell me what can I do? Oh Lord Oh Something is holding me back Uh Is it because I'm black? Yeah In this world of no pity I was raised in the ghettos of the city Yeah, oh Lord Mama, she worked so hard to earn every penny, yeah, oh, Lord. Something is holding me back, uh-huh. Is it because I'm black? <laughs>